And now, making their way into the arena, hailing from the great pro wrestling state of Massachusetts, they are the hosts of the Top of the Cage podcast. Here are Bill and Juice. Thank you again, Rich Palladino, who the other night at Cold Fury apologized for taking so long for when he did send us that introduction, but I just want Rich to know right now, I think it is super fucking cool that he introduces our podcast every week, and it's honestly an honor that The Voice of New England does it, so I hope that he never feels bad about that, because we love it. But, nonetheless, I am the super producer, I am... Bill and I am joined as always by my tag team partner, my wrestling confidant. He is the future booking genius and the prince of pro wrestling podcasts. He is Justin Juice Cannon. Boom. Boom. Baby. Well, Juice, speaking of Cold Fury, although he wasn't on Cold Fury, the person that we had on our podcast tonight is no stranger to the world of chaotic wrestling, as he not only has been on their shows in the past, but is also a trainee of the New England Pro Wrestling Academy, and in my opinion, is one of the brightest young stars within the New England Indies right now, who as we'll get into, I actually had an opportunity to go overseas to the United Kingdom to have some matches. And I don't know what else to say about that. Like, that's just really fucking cool. And uh, tonight we welcomed on Randy Rivera. Yeah, we've been trying to get on for a little bit. And I'm glad we finally got him on. Got to talk to him. He's one of the best rising stars in uh, New England. We said in an interview, like, his offense is so innovative. Like, the things he does, I don't know how he comes up with it. Like, his wrestling open matches have been so fun. Wrestling open in general is fun. Catch him on it. Well, actually, yeah. Well, this week, but when this episode premieres, it'll be the last episode of Wrestling Open. But you can find it in IWTV. It's, they have all of them. We will not hold you back from this interview any longer. Ladies and gentlemen, Randy Rivera. <laughs> Hello, everybody, listeners at Top of the Cage. I am Juice, joined by my co-host, Bill. And we got another special guest with us tonight. He is the APW New England champion, Chaotic Red as well, is Randy Rivera. How you doing, man? How you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. No problem, man. We're excited to finally have you on. We've been trying for a while. We're both big fans, man. Like, you're so innovative in the ring do stuff that I've never like seen before at times. It's really cool. Uh, how do you think of some of the moves that you do and the wild stuff that you do in the ring? It's kind of it's kind of crazy when you think about it. So um, I have a lot of inspiration when it comes to it. Like 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 you, I'm a fan. So once I see a move, I'm like, huh, I think I can do I think I can do that and make it my own. So a lot of like I said a lot of stuff that I see, I feel like I can make it my own and it's really cool when I see it like live on camera of me doing it. I made it my own. What do you think is your favorite move that you do that you think like not everybody does? Maybe, maybe uh, my finish, I guess. I call it the thrill ride. It's the, a torch rack. Um, spin in, I spin it into a power bomb. 
which was literally um I think I saw Austin Theory do it in one of his matches and I'm like I have never seen that before so I'm like oh wow okay I guess I guess I'm stealing that too so you talk about your fandom how you take some of your moves you see on TV like Austin Theory taking that moves he does what are some other wrestlers that you see on TV that you're also have just stolen moves from or just taken inspiration we don't say stealing because yeah. everyone you know, stealing, stealing is a harsh word. I would say, like, inspired. Yeah. I like seeing a lot of Finn Balor, a lot of the more athletic wrestlers, like Carmelo Hayes is a, a one of – he's up there, and he's trained in Chaotic, so it's cool seeing everything that I've seen him at live events do it on TV. And, yeah, he's a big one. A lot of, like, Sammy Guevara, Chris Jericho, just to name a few. This is some good ones. And I definitely see some Sammy Guevara in your offense too, very innovative and like high flying wise. And I see some Finn Balor too, because he's also like, he doesn't really get scripted as a high flyer, but like he can get finishing moves on the top term. <laughs> he, can, he can move. <laughs> I think it's kind of interesting too. Like a lot of the guys you just said are a lot smaller where like for you like you know you're you're a little bigger you got that muscle on you does that ever give you like any restrictions for seeing a move and you're like i can't do that just because i'm not small enough it's it's weird because i i guess most of the time i don't realize how big i am i guess in my head i'm just like yeah i can do it like freaking just at training i was like busting out moon salts and they were and they were thinking like don't you get hesitant i'm like i don't know bro Maybe because of how young I am, I'm still stupid and uh, reckless. So I'm like, yeah, definitely I can do it. Restriction-wise, I don't really think so. I think I'll try to find ways around it. And I guess if I can pull it off, it's way more impressive. So I don't think um, I'm, I restrict myself. I just try it out. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Fair enough. I mean, I remember Justin and I, we went to a chaotic training session Probably it was when Juice. A year it was and probably a half. like a year ago, and it was probably exactly a year ago. It was like April. Yeah, and all, all I remember from it is actually seeing you. Um, it was after class, and you were just training, diving to the outside, and oh. you were just right. Like I don't want to say reckless, but like you, like you said, just the hesitantness just was not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it was just crazy to see because like. I don't remember. I'm sure you had probably hit a few at that point or probably at least practiced a few at that point, but it was, it was just crazy to see. And I, I'll, I'll at least say thank you for, for making that a memorable experience for that. I, I think I'm, I remember it. I was hitting tope. So a C does everything. Yep. yep. Yeah. I remember at one point your foot almost clipped like the, the one of like the pipes or the vents that was uh, above the practice ring. Yikes. <laughs> we won't tell Chase that one. Though. Yeah. No, I think that was good practice because some of the venues, the the ceilings are really low. So you kind of have to get used to doing moves in like those tight spaces. And you nailed it every time. I remember because I was actually about to bring it up before Bill did. It's kind of funny, but um, like I remember watching it and it wasn't just the moves you were doing, but the fact that you did like, you know, like 30 times in a row. I'm like, how does he still have the energy after he just did like an hour and a half of training, like with everyone else. And then the free thing, he's just doing that. And then right after you did like the 30 things outside of the ring, you and Brad had a little like practice. match. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So I was like, literally like sometimes I'm surprised myself saying, Oh, I still got energy. Let's see what, let's see what I can do. 
now that training's out of the way, let me do all the all the fun stuff that I was thinking in my head, you know? Keeping on the training uh, talk here, uh, obviously you are a student of the New England Pro Wrestling Academy, which, which is uh, fodder for Chaotic uh, as a whole. And we, we had talked a little bit about Chase before, but uh, who are some of the other people within New England Pro Wrestling Academy that you would consider mentors or people who are just crucial to your development as a wrestler? Just to top it off, from the top of my head, Armani Chaos is a big factor um he's been a mentor since like the day i started training like it kind of we kind of ease into it but he's helped a lot with introducing me to promotions all across new england ricky smokes brad cashew mortar they're all i would say like all of the top stars in chaotic they're very welcoming and you know when you're young you do some hard-headed stuff so they kind of like understand like the misconceptions and like the mindset you should have towards wrestling. And I know Chaotic has a big reputation of being one of the best wrestling schools in like New England or in the country. So it's like it's like a weight to carry around and you have to be presentable in a way, like how you go to shows. They teach you how, don't, it doesn't matter how long you've been training, you pay your dues, help ring crew, everything. So they kind of, they're very, they discipline you. They like, when, when I went in there, I went in there, like, I was still, I was, like, 18. I'm very hard-headed, <laughs> to say the least. I was, it was because of how young I am. But they, they just tell you, like, you represent the school. You represent chaotic. You represent the training you get. So it's a very humbling experience. And they, like, molded me into being more of a humble performer, to say the least. What were some of concepts or even moves, just wherever you want to talk about that were really hard to learn. Maybe, maybe the, the thing that was hard to break out of is like interacting with the fans, basically. I think and psychology wise, I think that was because you know how everybody wants to just do moves, this and that, but I think at, at training, they teach you like more, it's more, the moments count more than the moves. The moves mean not, nothing if there's no moments in between it. So I'm still um, grasping that. And maybe doing moves at the right time because you don't want to freaking beginning of the match hit like a Canadian destroyer or something, you know, like find the right place, right time for everything. Just make everything make sense, you know. I think that's what was harder to grasp. But once that got nailed into my head, I'm like, okay, it makes it. It makes it more fun to know that what I'm doing makes sense to who I'm in there with and the crowd. Yeah, we've talked to quite a few people who have trained at NEPA. And even just like I said, we've talked to Chase himself. And a lot of it seems like understanding almost like the basics. You know, it's it's wrestling is bigger than the moves, like you just said. I mean, you yeah. see guys like John Cena, Randy Orton. Um, edge to a degree too you know they're they're known for the big moves that they hit but the other thing they're known for too is their characters how they tell a story both in and out of the ring and you know if you if you can get those bat down I mean I know for me I love characters in wrestling like I love those greater than life personalities and like like Undertaker is, is my favorite wrestler of all time and granted he could go in the ring to a degree but you know, outside of his six, seven moves that he did in every match, you know, he wasn't like he, said, he wasn't hitting Canadian destroyers. You know, he wasn't hitting 
um, you know, like anything off the top rope that wasn't an old school. So, so it's definitely interesting to hear that a lot of New England Pro Wrestling Academy students kind of come out with that mentality. And I think that's great for the next generation of wrestling. Absolutely. You were talking about kind of representing the school and uh, when we were talking to Chase, uh, you were, you were coming fresh off of your tour of London. Is that, that's right. Right. You, you just finished that up not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So what was that like? I, I would imagine wrestling overseas is a little scary. Yeah, it was, it was very overwhelming. I think it wasn't me being nervous because that I was wrestling overseas. It was more, I'm basically going to another country, technically continent, just by myself. And it was very last second. I didn't know I was going until maybe one, two months before. Yeah, it was a very last minute thing. So I was like, oh, shoot, like, <laughs> okay. It's very different over there. Like with the wrestling, the British style wrestling is very unique. The crowd is the crowds over there, they love the little things. Like they were a big fan of just chain wrestling, of grappling. So it was really a fun experience and it helped me work on my grappling, just change up what I usually do. Cause I usually do a lot of fancy like action pack stuff. But what I noticed was like, oh, I don't have to do that. I, they appreciate more of freaking a nice scoop up slam or a headlock takeover that's perfectly executed. And it was it was a tough schedule. It would be like I would think I would do two matches a night, one show a day for six, seven days in a row. So it would and it's two ring crews. So I'll build it, build up the ring, build um break it down, go into the van, next venue for the next day. So it gave me a little experience of that cliche saying of wrestlers live a rock star life. It's like, yeah. We were all, I was literally on the road the entire time. So it was, it was fun. It was the time zone difference really, really messed me up. I would want to freaking um, text, you know, like my wrestling buddies or my family and they're, it's 5 a.m. over there. So it was kind of lonely, uh, but it was fun. It, it's an experience I won't ever forget. I'm, I think it made me a better wrestler. What were some of the, like, towns and cities in England that you wrestled in? Like, how far did you get to see the country? The towns were very far apart. Um, I think I wrestled, I think I wrestled in, there was one in Eastbourne, and then there was another one. It was called Clacton on the Sea, which was, like, at the very end of England. It was, like, a, every town was, like, a two- to five-hour drive. I didn't really get to get um go sightsee um sightseeing because one I I didn't want to get lost I just like I didn't want to get ahead of myself so I just kind of stayed locally, knowing me I would like be like oh let me go see freaking Big Ben or something and I I get lost in overseas that's one thing I would not want to happen but all the venues were beautiful it's very different like travel wise like transportation's different so I didn't want to risk it like I said. Yeah, all the venues, like, they're all in, like, old theaters. Like, they packed, like, two to 300. Like I said, the one in Clacton, it was near the water. So you can, like, it's literally basically the border of, I think, maybe, I don't know. It was another, it, was, it bordered another uh, 
country. I can't really think of it, but yeah, that was one of my favorite venues there. Like I said, I didn't want to sightsee because I'm pretty hard-headed when it comes to that. I'll, I'll feel confident, but yeah, was not going to let that happen. The execution is just not always there. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want to get over my head. Like if I had, maybe if I had other people with me, it'll be better because it'll be like, all right, I'll stay here. Like you can, I'll help you out. Was it one of those kind of situations where just some of the wrestlers who also wrestled at the promotion you were at were just helping you with travel or was it just kind of like, all right, here's your van, here's your shit. All right, here you go. Figure it out. Um, the promoter, Sanjay Baga, he would drop me off at the places I would be staying, but then he'll pick me up. Hence why I didn't travel a lot because he was basically my only navigation for anything. He would be like, oh, okay, the van's going to be out here. Right from there, we could just go straight to the venue. So sometimes I would travel with the wrestlers. Like there was one wrestler I stayed with that was from Argentina. He was more wild than I was. So he was like, all right, I'm going to go travel around. Like you can stay here. You can relax. And I think the promoter like literally texted me saying, why are you staying in? You're in London right now. I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. The area I was in, I was already satisfied enough. I was like, everything's so different over there. It felt like the Twilight Zone. Yeah, I had some wrestlers that they wanted to travel around this and that. I just, with the time zone different, I just slept <laughs> the entire time. I traveled to London before, probably about four years ago at this point. I, I really liked it. I, I stayed in that area, you know, where you can see Big Ben and the Eye and um, Buckingham Palace, all those places. So that stuff was really cool. So I'm sad that you didn't really get the opportunity to. But if you could go back for like a leisurely travel, would you? Yeah, I would definitely, there's a lot of places I wanted to see, like Buckingham Palace, um, Big Ben. Yeah, if it wasn't, if it was more for vacation than wrestling, then I would 100% want to like go all around. What were some of the promotions and what were some of the talent that you were facing when you went over there? So the promotion, it was basically one promotion, different areas, LDN Wrestling. I wrestled saw a few people from different places. Like there was one wrestler named Aaron Ramy. He was from Belgium and it was a really, I liked wrestling him. It was, I, at first I thought wrestling people from different countries, like there'd be like a language barrier or it'll be difficult. But what, once you realize is pro wrestling is like a universal language. Like I'll be, um, I'll describe something. He's like, Oh, like maybe their word, um, their names are different, but once you feel it, like they'll understand. So it's, it was really fun calling it with him because he calls it a different name. He does it a different way. And I'm like, okay, we can, we can improvise and make your way and my way mesh. So it was, that was really cool. I wrestled the London locals uh, all around England too. Like their champion, um, Alan Lee Travis, I wrestled him. He, his whole thing is about grappling that he would like, I think the first five minutes of our match when I was over there was just grappling, like submission holds everything. I was like, Oh man, <laughs> like I had to keep up with them. Think, okay. I'll hopefully I don't run out of uh, freaking holes. So that was fun. Like besides that, I think mentioning the two from Belgium, Argentina, it was just all around the world, basically. If I would have stayed an extra week, maybe I would have wrestled more, but I was satisfied with who I got to meet and 
it was fun connecting with people from all around the world. That's really interesting that you said like it's like a universal language. So was a lot of it calling it in the ring or was it just like a pre-match discussion? Well, just to be safe, I like doing pre-match uh, discussions about it. But most of it, like if the promoter wants to be like, you know what, um, add like two, three minutes, then he would be, have to call it in there. But besides that, I think because I guess they know that I'm from America and American wrestling, a lot of a lot of people here prefer to know what they're going to do when they go out there. So that was, I'm more comfortable doing that, but I've also been taught to call on the fly if I need to. So it was a bit of both basically like out, maybe they'll be like, okay, what big moves do you hit? And then be like, okay, get ready, get ready for, I'm going to hit it in the match basically like that. Trying to get familiar with guys. Do you ever like try to look up like just matches of theirs to try to get, use their style like if one day you know you're gonna wrestle the guy from belgium like the day before you got a little youtube search his name and see his style just to get a little bit of info no you're just going in like the match and doing a pre-match discussion i kind of do a little bit of both like when i wrestled um that their champion ali travis i kind of i kind of saw what he did but also i um i asked the promoter who was going to be on the tour because i guess everybody's going to wrestle each other so i guess as the day was coming, I already looked at who was going to be on that tour with me so I can see what they do. So I kind of studied my way before I even went to London. But at the same time, um, a lot of people change up how they wrestle. They change up what moves they do. Maybe the moves I saw them do, they don't do anymore. So it's kind of, it's kind of those things where you just have to ask them, okay, um, what do you do now? Like I've seen what you've done before, but have you have you switched up your offense or anything? So it was based, I like getting an idea of what a person does, but sometimes you just gotta, you gotta do it in the spirit of the moment type thing. If you got a chance to go to another country, do a similar experience, what are some countries you'd like to go to? Japan. I can tell from the shirt. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I would say Japan maybe more uh, more in Europe too, maybe like closer, um, closer to, I heard there's some um, great things in like Ireland. There's um, a promotion called ICW that I'm interested in. That's where like uh, Drew McIntyre wrestled and Finn Balor. So that's a, one of those things. Besides that, I think maybe, yeah, maybe Central America, like um, the dude from Argentina said that Chile has a good little fan base. So I'm open to all countries because maybe there's countries that I never thought I would want to wrestle in that it would be like an honor to wrestle in. I think that's one thing that really like attracts me about wrestling. Like these guys get like, or makes me jealous of wrestlers a bit that they like to travel like all over the place and like see all these beautiful like countries and cities. And also they get the wrestling. That's just sick. Yeah. It's so cool. Are there any guys in Japan that you like, are familiar with that you'd like to wrestle there if you got the chance to go there? Like just like big names in general? Uh, you can say little guys too, because I'm big on I'm big in Japanese wrestling. From like bigger names, like freaking Will Ospreay. <laughs> Will Ospreay is one of them. Kota Ibushi, that's another wrestler that I, I like, I love seeing. People don't really like it, like the stiffness of like Japanese wrestling, because they make it, it's no joke that like strong style wrestling. I really like and I enjoy seeing 
like Tanahashi, uh, Okada, those are the best wrestlers in the world. Like if you can make it in Japan, you're you're fucking golden. If you if you understand what I mean, like that's like that. I think they said that making it in like Japan or New Japan is harder than freaking getting signed to a major company like WWE. Yeah, because you got to get through the dojo too at that point. And I've heard I've heard that it's pretty hard to be a young lion. Um, I, I probably more back in the day than nowadays. I bet, but yeah, even even still, you know, just just having to take those stiff shots and learning even how to take the stiff shot styles and probably get a guy in there that probably shouldn't be there too. I would imagine. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It, it seems that's a lot about wrestling that you know as long as you're paying your dues and, and staying humble that you will make it far so turning the discussion back to uh, american-based wrestling so uh, in our introduction we did talk about apw and how you are their new england wrestling champion is that the first title you've ever held yeah yeah what was it like winning that it was out of the blue i didn't know like hell i was happy that I was because i've only been training for it's almost a year now, just one year, but I've only been on shows for like four to six, um, like six to eight months. So that was like shocking. I was like, damn, okay. I, I was thankful for being booked on the show. The fact that I was getting opportunities at title matches, it's super cool. And I guess it gives me an opportunity to wrestle more experienced wrestlers who've either held the title or they want to bring in to wrestle me. So it's like an awesome opportunity to it's a big, it's a big challenge too. Cause I like challenging myself when it comes to that. So I'm like, all right, let's, let's use the pressure and roll with it. Honestly. Who are some guys you'd like to defend the APW? One guy I've been noticing is he's a very small, um, it's a way smaller name. I think he trains at their school. He wrestled AG on Saturday. His name is like Cassius Hall. Yeah. I've seen a lot of his, he's very athletic. I think on me wrestling him, our styles would mesh. There's a lot of wrestlers. I want to wrestle Chris Loggins. That that's another one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Chris Loggins. If you saw, if you saw, oof, he's. <laughs> I would love to stiff him. I like wrestling a lot of my or um, training partners that I haven't gotten an opportunity to wrestle on shows. Um, Loggins is definitely one of them. Uh, Anthony Green would be awesome to wrestle. Yeah, I think that's pretty much um, it for now, like from the top of my head. Yeah, I know you, you and Hall are two of the brightest young talents, I think, that are coming up right now. I mean, like you said, you both have that great athletic style. And I know if I saw an APW show where you guys were booked to have a match against each other, I'm definitely buying a ticket to that. Talked about the future. Let's talk about the past. Recently, you, I mean, you just had your rematch against them, Owen Brody at a, spring loaded uh what's it like wrestling him and like i mean we talked about you getting the title win over him but like that's your uh well not your first defense but first like big defense like what what was it like being that spring loaded there like one of their marquee shows and defending your title against the guy you beat it for yeah actually i didn't even get to beat him that's why i, I um, meant more because when i was supposed to um when i was supposed to wrestle him he i guess something came up and he um didn't show up so I had to face somebody else um stiff Mike and I had to beat him for it so I was more I was looking forward to going into that match because I technically didn't beat the champion 
So it was the whole paper champion thing, right? Yeah, the whole paper champ, like literally, like once I saw the whole thing about that, I'm like, paper champion, like, like the people who I beat, I'm beaten before him. I'm like, am I still considered a paper champion? I enjoyed it the entire time. Like I've met him before, like it was in a multi man, and I just he's an asshole. So it was it was very it was very fun to like hear the crowd like get heat um get heat with him this and that and I also like to see um how much support I got ever since winning that title because in that match you can clearly hear like the dislike for Owen Brody and how the the fans have like been on this journey through the different title defenses I've had in the past pretty soon you're gonna have to unify those titles against Ilya because I despise Ilya like I actually am the least biggest fan of him I went to a show with my friend who didn't really like wrestling and he <laughs> sized him up and you know Ilya, Ilya just was a dick to him and I was like you can't be a dick to my friend man like this is his first wrestling show you know yeah. you can't make it an unenjoyable experience it's so, it's so it's so cool because um he was actually my first match in APW I accepted his open challenge and I actually that was my first match against him and I was, and in my head, I'm just like, after uh, beating Owen Brody, I'm like, okay, um, I guess unifying titles is a trend now. Like, maybe, like, if you want to do a winner-takes-all thing, who knows? Never say never. I know there's a lot of guys within APW right now who are gunning for him. I know we got Nico Silva, Tyler Nitro, and, and now you too. I mean, hey, I, I'd even like to see a multi-man match with you four. I, I would, again, sign that, Mike Gerard, and I'm there. <laughs> So as we're kind of wrapping up our episode here, I know we talked a lot about how you've gone so much in your short wrestling journey, but what are still some goals that are out there for Randy Rivera? When I plan goals, I like to do more, like I like thinking long-term, but also I like doing short-term goals because it builds, it'll build to that one goal that you want want to do. Um, Right now I want to focus on, building my name on chaotic my home promotion just keep i just want to keep building my name around like uh, freaking wrestling open i want to keep building my name around uh just get my reputation like build momentum so when it comes to a point where i'm like okay i'm done with this short goal i made a name for myself what else is there to reach for i love that wrestling open stuff too like i i think all the names that are a part of it right now are also great and you know, I, I love that. I love short term goals. Like I, I, I feel like I'm the same way, you know, like with a lot of the podcast stuff that we've been doing and kind of how I've been growing my own brand outside of it, doing our production work for it. You know, it's, it's, it's awesome. Like small achievable goals are just so doable for those long-term goals. So I, I and you have an amazing career ahead of you. So like, I have no doubt that there's the small goals will turn into absolutely massive goals for you. Thank you. appreciate it. Me too, man. I got a lot of faith in you. You're really fun to watch, and I uh, can't wait to see with you in uh, in New England and beyond. So we're going to wrap it up with our final question tonight. It might be two-parter, depending on how you answer uh, part one. Yeah. So I'm just going to shoot. So uh, what's a dream match of yours? Any wrestler, all time, any stipulation? It doesn't have to be one-on-one. You can do a multi-man match if you want. Most people just do a one-on-one. Uh, 
Who are you going with? What are you wrestling? Can I choose the pay-per-view? Uh, yeah, you can choose the venue, you can choose the pay-per-view, wherever you want. I would say one-on-one against The Undertaker at WrestleMania when he was still defending his streak. I think that, I don't think there's no feeling that can freaking compare to, like, once you see the entrance, the streaks on the line. When I was a little kid seeing that, like, that, it was like watching a freaking superhero movie. Like, yeah. you get goosebumps just thinking about it. So yeah. I think that's the most uncomparable feeling, and that would be my dream match right there. Would it be your dream to just be part of the streak, be one of the numbers, or would you like to be the Brock Lesnar, <laughs> the guy that ended? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> on it, in my opinion, I don't think the streak should have been broken. So it would have been, I guess, I would have been honored just to be a part of the freaking the list of names. To respect. I feel like a lot of people would want to take the streak, so I respect you wanted to at least just take the pin. I mean, it's a great list of names. <laughs> Edge. Shawn Michaels twice. Just yep. All of Evolution. Yeah. Uh, that's just crazy. Uh, but like Justin said, so you technically did qualify for our part two of this question. So it's the same question, except now we're only focusing on current active wrestlers. So again, any match, any stipulation, and it doesn't have to be just, you know, the big promotion guys. It could be somebody in the independents, whether they are New England based or not, that you haven't had the chance to scrap with. Yeah, or a combination. Like we said, it doesn't have to be one-on-one. I would say one of the bigger, he got signed before um, I could even um, wrestle him. One of the names I would say is Carmelo Hayes. Like, I'm a big fan of his work, and I like, I like, like, he's, like, kind of my, my build in a way. Like, he's very athletic for a person, and he's one of the reasons I signed up to go to Chaotic. So, yeah, I think that would be a dream match on my part. I'd love to see that, because Bill knows Carmelo is probably my favorite NXT now, now that Johnny's gone and Ciampa's gone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I, I just want to ask this. Normally we, we finish after the answer, but so were you a fan of chaotic before you started training in wrestling? Yeah, actually. Um, when I was, when I was younger, I was like 15, 16. I want, I knew I wanted to be a wrestler. So I was looking for, I basically wanted to go to the best wrestling school that I can possibly find. And when I saw chaotic's freaking um, resume, like they've had Kofi Kingston, Sasha Banks, just to name a few, Champa, and what's that sort of resume? Uh, resume, I got curious. So I think on my birth, like 15, 16 birthday, I went to a chaotic show, and that's when I saw. When that's when I saw the Culture Inc. That's where I saw the NSTL Mike Verna, the Mail City Hooligans. So yeah, I was a big fan, and I knew that I was like, okay, if I can make it, if I can make it in chaotic, if I can start training the way they train, I think that would put me on the perfect road to wanting to being where I want to be. I love that. Normally, normally we don't ask those questions because, you know, we don't want to be basic and ask the basic question, but I I think it's just really interesting to know that, you know, you being a new England based wrestler, you know, all about chaotic and their resume and and you actively sought out their school and to work their shows. and, And like we said, now you're, now you're slowly becoming somebody who is a main part of their roster, going to be booked more. I'm, I'm hoping at least you get booked more. Um, it sounds like Chase is definitely confident in you, you know, definitely with, with your tour to the UK and, 
and everything else you have coming up for you. You know, I, I truly do believe that the future is bright for you, Randy. Thank you. Well, uh, with the last few minutes of our show here, uh, we like to let our guests plug and promote anything they have going on, be it social media or other shows you have coming up. So uh, with that, the floor is yours. Yeah, the next couple of shows will be coming up. I'll be appearing at the Wrestling Open this Thursday. And I think April 30th, there's going to be a Lucky Pro show where I'm going to be facing Gal Barquet, which was one of my favorite people to wrestle. and. I think um, besides that, uh, my Instagram's the real Randy Rivera. Uh, Twitter is NBT Randy Rivera. And I think that's about it. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, uh, again, Randy, everything we said tonight, I want you to know we, we did truly mean. And, and again, thank you so, so much for coming on our show tonight. No problem. Thank you for having me. One thing that really blows my mind about Randy Rivera is that he said that he gets his inspiration of moves from a lot smaller guys than his actual stature. I know guys like Finn Balor and Carmelo Hayes, you know, they, they, they are like more muscular for being smaller guys, but like Randy is not only a muscular guy, but he's taller too. Like he, he has a build and does these moves that just shouldn't be possible yet. He makes them possible. Like we said in the intro, he has a very innovative style, and I think that he is going to develop that into a game that nobody can match. Yeah, he's a great athlete. I think once he gets down, like he said, what he needs to work on is ring psychology and really working fan into it and fans into it. And I think once he really perfects those, like he's gonna. He's already a force, man. I think he's already pretty good at those things. But, like, once he really nails it down and it's really comfortable with his level at those things, like, he's going to be a force, not just in the New England Indies, not just in the Indies. Like, I see him nailing a WWE tryout and just appearing on NXT and having a match against his man. I got no. Because that's a dream match for me, too. Definitely. And I I think that... The New England Pro Wrestling Academy, he's one of the best in there right now. And it seems like he's always willing to learn. And I know a lot of people in the wrestling industry are like, oh, I hate when wrestlers are fans or, oh, you know, like, like I hate when people are just marks for the business. But like with Randy, if he never became a fan of chaotic, if he never became a fan of wrestling, like he would have never gotten the opportunities that he has. You know, even he said in the interview at 15, 16 years old, he saw his chaotic show on his birthday and that just inspired him to want to go and pursue wrestling and i mean if you're going overseas to wrestle regardless of what the promotion is or who you're wrestling i i think that that's already establishing yourself pretty far and i really love when he was talking about small goals because that's something that i have to really remind myself about a lot is that you know the, the most successful people in the world didn't have it happen overnight you know and, and even a lot of wrestlers in this world didn't have it happen to them overnight unless you're Gable Stevenson, but even then he put the work in to, you know, be an actual wrestler. I just think Randy is going to do so well. And even though he doesn't feel like his psychology and that is what he needs to work on, I, I have been very sports entertained by the matches that I've seen of his in APW, in Chaotic, at Lucky Pro, you know, the list goes on. If you aren't familiar with Randy, definitely check him out on social media. Definitely check him out on YouTube. Check him out on IWTV. Like I said, you can find him on the Wrestling Open. 
And if you don't watch wrestling open in general, I don't really watch it that often. I'll be honest. I catch a lot of the stuff on social media, but the matches are all great. The wrestlers are all great and everybody in it is phenomenal. Yeah. And the amount of people they get in wrestling open, like it's a uh, producer. It's owned by the same guy who owns uh, beyond beyond is a very recognizable name. Yeah. Wrestling open, like every week, it's kind of like replaced uncharted territory is like beyond's like a, marquee show but it really focuses on lesser known talent and it brings in like uh, there's guys i've never even known wrestles in new england like guys will never know if you don't watch wrestling open and really getting a spotlight these on these guys and getting opportunities for these guys that they wouldn't have otherwise it's great i definitely recommend it i don't get to watch as much as i like but uh, the past couple of weeks i've been trying to watch more because um yeah it's just a great product man with us as well you guys should make sure you're keeping up with what we've been up to because, uh, you know, we, we have a lot of things in the works. We have a lot of great interviews still to come. And I think that, you know, the, the pool of wrestling talent that we've been able to talk to, for me at least, and I know we said this to Randy while he was on the interview too, but it, it's just phenomenal. It really is. We do truly feel lucky to do the things we do. Juice. For the people who do not know where they can find us, let them know what our handles are as you do so elegantly. On Twitter, you know, want to press cap locks and shift key and go at capital letters. T-O-T-C-C -C -C. Uh, underscore. No, this one C. I just said C because I did a little single, but this is a podcast and you can't see me. So I don't know why I did like YMCA. I'm going to start again. I'm not nailing this this time. I want to do something different and I'm failing epically. Uh, capital T, capital O, capital T, capital C, underscore, capital P, lowercase O, lowercase, lowercase V. That is Twitter. Instagram, T O T C, underscore P O D. That's Instagram. That's going to be all lowercase. Not that you have a choice, but it is. Yes, and make sure you guys are definitely liking and rating the pod. And remember, if you are listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leave us that five-star review. Because if you, specifically you, that person listening who has not left us that five-star review, do not leave us that five-star review, you will not get five-star content. And that is just a fact. 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 Boom. But again, to everybody that has tuned in tonight, um, thank you again. And as we come crashing down to the mat on this episode of Top of the Cage, we want to thank you so much for tuning in and we hope to catch you next time.